0: You wanna going on everybody welcome to another episode of not rocket science i believe episode 16 sweet 16 15 i don't know i don't know anymore guys i'm losing track i think that's a good thing though when i don't know the number off the top of my head what episode we be on how's everybody doing hope you're doing well This is episode 16, by the way. What's going on with me these days? Um, So this time of year is birthday season for me. My birthday is next week. My mom's birthday is today. Happy birthday, mom. Uh, My dad's birthday is in July. My sister's birthday is before that. My girlfriend's birthday is next month. So a lot of this month is just like trying to balance everything I normally do with... Having to buy things for people, so I'm in that kind of mode right now. Not the most relaxing, but weather's been pretty good, so it kind of cuts it. I got to do my annual or weekly, I guess, weather report. Uh, not so bad, but a little sticky today. A little sticky in New York City. A little gross. Not ideal for activities, but not not ideal for activities. If you know what I mean. Um, you're gonna. You can go to the park fly a fucking kite, do whatever you want, but you're going to be sweaty as balls. You're going to be LeBron James with the game on the line in the NBA Finals. That's pretty much what you're going to look like from a perspiration standpoint. But regardless, this is the time of year I generally like the most, and I continue to do so, but what I do not like the most is the fact that don't I don't know Do, do I get more canker sores than anybody I know like I don't think I know anyone that comes anywhere remotely close to getting as many canker sores as I have and not only right now do I have a gnarly canker sore on my lower lip but I also have I don't even know what it's called but you know like when you burn your mouth or you bite your tongue by accident and then the next day one of the buds like swells up and you look at it and it's like much bigger and whiter than all the other ones on your tongue and it hurts like a motherfucker and it hurts to eat, hurts to talk sometimes. Like I'm going to be struggling through this episode big time. Um I have that too. So I got a... F- fat gnarly canker sore on my lip and a swollen tongue bud thing and they're all in the same part of my mouth they're all on the left side lower left side of my mouth and it's just throw me off i can't talk right i can't like swallow as easily i can't do any of those types of functions <laughs> the way i should be this episode just might Suck ass straight out the gate, I'm just telling you right now this might just suck ass. I might not be able to talk. I might sound like I have way too much saliva in my mouth, which is gross um but hey man, I gotta schedule and I stick to it. You know what I mean I gotta put these things I gotta put these things out every Monday. I'm gonna stick to that, and we're gonna move on even with my fucked up mouth right now um i think perhaps one of the things that gave me this canker sore is i'm i'm really like a 6 year old and i get these little like hobbies where i want to invent some crazy desserts so and i'm also a cookie fiend so i've been in the kitchen Trying all kinds of cookie recipes right now. But, but, I'm not trying to just become the next fucking Jacques Torres. Or, I don't know who's considered the best cookie baker in the game these days. I'm trying to hack the dessert system. And by that, I mean, I'm trying to make the best, the best fucking cookies of all time With the least amount of ingredients and the least amount of baking expertise needed possible. So that means I buy the cheap store-bought dough and I work my magic with that. And I made these fucking cookies the other day that are so good, I am pondering a career switch. I am seriously pondering switching... To stoner baking and opening up a cookie shop. That's how good these motherfuckers were. Um, if you ever go to New York City or you live in New York City. Oh, well, if you live in New York City, you already know about this, but there's a Mamafuku Milk Bar. There's Milk Bar is like a very Kind of bougie, upscale, but hip and cool kind of like bakery chain in in, uh, New York City. And they have really good cookies, like really, really good cookies. Uh, I try to go whenever I see one. It's hard for me to not go in and get something. Um, They have them all over the city. You're probably going to see one if you go to New York on vacation. Um, Just because the logo pops because it's bright pink. So, amongst all the stores in New York City, the Milk Bar logo sticks out like a sore thumb. And the lady that invented it was on, uh, what was that show? The Gordon Ramsay MasterChef. Master Chef. She was a judge on MasterChef for a while. Um, I forget her name. Wait, I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. Sorry, guys. My head's away from the mic, but I gotta look up her name or else this entire... Spiel doesn't mean a damn thing. Um, so, hold on. Get my goo Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Christina Tosi? Tosi? Christina Tosi? Anyway. Her. She created it. Um and her cookies are fucking insane the pie's really good they do this ice cream cereal milk thing that's really good and now like cereal milk based desserts is a huge trend in New York at least and she kind of started that whole craze um really good but the point being is the shit that I'm making is I hate to say it, but I feel like it's a little, a little bit better. Like a little better, not a lot better, but it's a li- it's a little better. Um, I might be biased because a I made it. I also might be biased because I I tend to try it pretty fresh out of the oven. You know, I let it cool down for about twenty minutes. So, I'm eating it way more fresh than. When I go to Milk Bar and eat those cookies. But I'm saying it's pretty damn good. So I'm gonna, And I also make them big. I make those jumbo ass cookies. Like a grown ass man or woman cookie. Not one of those bitch little cookies. You know what I mean? You gotta go full throttle with your cookies. It's almost like a cake. It's almost like a mini cake. Because if you take a cupcake and you were to flatten a cupcake. You're getting a lot more cake than you would... A regular cookie. So that's my approach. So I like to make big ass cookies. That are basically like flattened cakes. But here's what I do. Let me break down the recipe real quick. I know this has nothing to do with music, culture, technology. Whatever. I don't care. It's my creative pursuit at the moment. So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it the fuck down right now. This is what you do. You go to your grocery store. You buy the nestle chocolate chip cookie dough you can get it i get it in the tub form but if you want to get the uh like the packets or the rolls be my guest the i have tried the pillsbury in the past that one's pretty good too um but something about the nestle i like the consistency i get the nestle dough their chocolate is shit those chocolate chips are awful but the dough gets the job done so you buy the Nestle dough. And then this is what you do. You then get those little marshmallows that you put in hot chocolate. Get a bag of those. And then you get a bag or a box. You get a box of graham crackers. And if you don't want to spend that much money on graham crackers, you can get those little individual packets of Teddy grams. That works too. Anything that's grammy get that and then make sure you have cinnamon make sure you have salt like like nice ass salt not, not bullshit salt you want some Himalayan salt some sea salt you know something, something good and then at the grocery store this is what you do you get one high end milk chocolate bar and one high end dark chocolate bar um for me, there's a million dark chocolate brands now. Get any high-end dark chocolate, but what you don't do is you don't get the like 90% cocoa dark chocolate that where you, when you taste it, it just tastes bitter. You want it to taste like chocolate. So you get the 70%. I, or at least I've been getting the 70% dark, dark chocolate, um, like Linder or something. And then for milk chocolate, just because the taste is so good, I like to get the Cadbury Dairy Milks. You can get another kind of milk chocolate if you want. I've been getting the the Cadbury Dairy Milks. And it's been insane. So you get one of those. One milk, one dark. Nestle cookie dough. Cinnamon, some high-end salt. Some sort of graham anything. Graham crackers, Teddy Grahams. And a bag of mini marshmallows. And you go back home. You Make a thin layer of a cookie with the dough. So it's like you would make a regular cookie and flatten it, but you make it extra thin. Then you take the little marshmallows and you put those fuckers on the dough. And then you crush up the Teddy Grahams or Graham Crackers into Graham dust. You sprinkle some dust on that and then just a pinch of cinnamon on that. And then you make another layer... And you put the milk chocolate. You break the milk chocolate, the dairy milks, and you put those on. So on top of your thin layer of cookie, you have little pieces of the dairy milk, a little bit of cinnamon, graham dust, and marshmallows. And then you go back in and you make another layer of dough with the chocolate chips in it that come with it. And you put that on top of all that. Almost like a sandwich. So it's, it should look like a cookie sandwich of dough at this point. And then on the top layer, you break the dark chocolate. And then you put the dark chocolate pieces on the top layer of cookie dough. And then I sprinkle usually a little touch of cinnamon on that too. And then you put it on the on the pan. And then I take my, my uh, hand and I flatten it all out. And then I sprinkle a little salt on it. Just a little bit. And put that in the oven. You make as many of those as you want. You put it in the oven for 15 minutes at 350 degrees. Take it out. Let it rest for 10 minutes. Perfeccione. That's not even Spanish. I don't care. It is the best cookie you will ever have in your life. That is a promise. If it's not, you can email me at notrocketscience at gmail.com, and I will pay for your groceries. That's how confident I am that this cookie is the fucking shit. Um, So I spent 13 minutes, soon to be 14 minutes, talking about cookies, but I don't care. Because honestly, it's been kind of a flat week in the things we usually talk about on Not Rocket Science. Uh, not a whole lot going on. One thing that's going on is Travis Scott. That album came out, Astroworld. Woo! I'm not going to do a full review like I did for the Drake album. Because I haven't really listened to Astroworld thoroughly yet. Um, I've listened to most, most of it at this point. Some songs multiple times, like Sicko Mode. Um... It's really good. That's my take. That's my not-so-hot take on it right off the bat, is it's really good. Um, Travis Scott never really caught my attention other than his live presence. His live shows are insane. Um, he really takes that like heavy metal band kind of energy and applies it to rap, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Um, he's also banging Kylie Jenner and having kids with her so good for him getting that getting that makeup money you know what I mean so I cannot hate um first listen I just think the production is what carries the album it's a really well produced album there might be a little too many guest features generally when you have too many guest features it takes away but I'm pretty surprised with how consistent it feels even though he has like a million guests on it. That's one of the main takeaways for how good it is. He has a ton of guest features and it still sounds like one cohesive album so far for the most part. um, I never really thought Travis Scott is that great of a rapper lyrically so I'm not really judging him on the lyrics of what he's saying. Yeah, he he had the same upbringing as uh, Kanye West. He was like a producer and then became more of a rapper type of deal. So I'm not like judging him lyrically. I judge pretty much no rappers lyrically anymore. I think that era is kind of over for now, at least. Um, just lyricism and hip hop's kind of just a lost. It's a lost art because there's a lost demand. I don't think kids that are like 15, 16, 17 years old. Are gonna like break down bars and decipher hidden meetings and shit the way kids used to do you know ten fifteen years ago because when I was first getting into rap music it was like lyricism was everything now it's kind of whatever it's more your flow your presence your energy your overall timbre and cadence of your delivery but the actual lyricism doesn't really matter which makes me a little salty because I got into hip hop by really liking and being introduced to the lyricism of like Nas, Illmatic, Andre Three Thousand. Andre Three Thousand. Andre Three Thousand and Big Boy on the Outcast albums. Um Jay Z Reasonable Doubt, Big E, Big L. Most people forgot about Big L. Anniversary of his album release The Big Picture it was a couple of days ago I saw. On the social medias. That is a great album. If you're trying to get into some late 90's. New York City hip hop. Started the whole Harlem thing. Got Cameron. Blew up. Arguably because of him. Mace. Dipset. Etc. Um, But anyway. Back to the original point. is, I'm not really judging lyrics so much anymore. I mean you gotta say something. You gotta keep. My interest a little, but I'm not looking for those crazy double meanings that I used to back when Lupe Fiasco had his buzz, you know, oh six, oh five, that that era. It's a totally different ball game these days. Um, so it's more just how the album feels as a whole, and so far Astro World feels pretty damn good. I'm into it. I don't, is it like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece? No, it's a little too all over the place for that. Um, but so far, when listening, it's a solid 8. I'd say it's a solid 8 out of 10. Like a good 8. Maybe even like an 8.2 or something like that. Um, I'm not done yet, so I feel kind of dumb giving this premature rating. But who gives a fuck about what I rate anyway? Let's be honest. Who fucking cares? So I'm going to throw out an early rating 8.2. Travis Scott. Astro World. Pretty dope. If you're into really good hip-hop production, I highly recommend it. And I really like his overall aesthetic, his overall just... The album cover is awesome, the artwork. I know there was that uh, somewhat controversy going on with... Uh, I don't know her name. She's she's a uh, transgender model. I think she was on RuPaul's Drag Race or something, maybe. She was complaining how she was on the original artwork and she got taken out. Um I don't really have an opinion on it. Uh David LaChappelle, who was really famous album cover guy, music video director back in the day, I think, created the artwork and he was saying how he felt that there's a lot of models on the cover and how She's kind of taking away from the other models because of how in your face she her presence was or whatever I looked at it. I didn't really see that personally, but I also feel like the artist, whoever it is, in those scenarios have full creative control, and if they want to take someone out, it shouldn't bleed into politics or of like gender or race relations. I feel like they have the artistic license to do whatever the fuck they want um. But, you know, I see the argument from both sides. I just don't really care, to be honest. And I feel like they could do whatever they want. It's an album cover. They could have switched the album cover entirely. They could have just taken her out. could have taken other models out. could have photoshopped models in. I don't really care. The overall end product just has to look good. And it does. It's a really nice album cover. So, good enough for me. Oh, her name is Amanda Lepore, by the way. Let's see here. Oh, it looks like he issued a statement. Thank you, David LaChapelle and Amanda Lepore, and everyone came out to make all the covers and the visions come to life. Astro World is about love and expression, not hate. This is very important for me to speak up about. Growing up... This is Travis Scott on Twitter, by the way. I've been taught to accept everyone, not to cast people away, but to bring them in your home. I have nothing more respect for the LG btq community i want to use my voice to make it clear that everyone on this planet is as equal and fucking awesome to the next me and la chapelle set out to create images that i grew up watching and create for years that inspire me today yo amanda you did not upstage every everyone even me or you did i'm sorry yo amanda you did upstage everyone even me smiley face and I can't wait for everyone to see the booklet that me and Dave put together that includes these images. Thank you for being a part of it. Sorry for the misunderstanding. Love you guys and thank you all. Everyone is welcome to Astroworld. And it looked like David LaChapelle said the same thing. Basically, she upstaged everybody. I mean, let's see. So there you have it. I mean, looking at the original art, I don't think she upstaged the models personally. But, uh it is what it is man i can see an argument for it just because of the pose she's making It is pretty damn suggestive so suggestive so i think it's a it's it's a statement that works but um either way whatever it's a pretty good album um i like the legend of the hidden temple <laughs> style kind of gold entrance mouth thing he has going on where it's travis scott as a gold statue with his mouth open and that's the entrance to astroworld really cool idea supposedly uh it put a version of that head on the roof of amoeba music and and ho- uh hollywood i guess which is a pretty cool promotional stunt before they announced that the album was dropping last friday that's marketing for you 101 right um, but this this album had so much hype for years at this point that it was going to succeed no matter what it was going to succeed no matter what jeez I'm having a hard time talking right now I feel like Rocky like in the 8th or ninth round when his like mouth is all swollen and his eyes closed shut that's kind of how I feel right now with this podcast let's see if I can make it to the end I feel like you guys ever remember? I don't know. Some of you might be too young for this, but in the '90s, Brisk ice tea. You guys know Brisk ice tea. They used to do these commercials where they would have like these like claymation reenactments of famous movie scenes. So they did one of Rocky. I mean, my friends still joke about this for some reason, where he's like, Rocky's getting fucked up by some other claymation boxer. And then Mickey, the trainer, is just like, Rock, you're done. And then Rock, at the end of the round, goes back to the corner. He's just like, Mickey, I'm not done. I just need something to drink. And then, <laughs> and then Mickey's like, he sees some guy selling brisk in the crowd. And he's like, maybe that will work. And he grabs a brisk iced tea. And then Rocky drinks the iced tea. He's like, that's brisk, baby. And then he goes and knocks the guy out. And brisk iced tea, blah, blah, blah. That's how I feel right now. I feel like I need a big fucking glass of brisk iced tea. Even though that's going to annoy the hell out of my canker source. So really I just need a sugar free version. Just give me some regular tea with ice on it. Cause I'm falling apart out here man. How I feel right now is not conducive to podcasting. And and this has been a particularly slow week in the world of music, streetwear, sneakers, technology. Although I did read that uh Starbucks is starting to s- going to include Bitcoin like on their app. You're going to be able to buy Starbucks with Bitcoin. So it is starting this crypto thing is starting to take off on an application level finally. Um I've been waiting for the next wave of mainstream companies to start accepting Bitcoin. So the Starbucks one's big because it's very convenient. It's on their app, their mobile app. And I think it's going to be very easy for people to do because they just plug it in. I guess they link it to their Coinbase or whatever. And they just buy their Starbucks. And it's probably going to be one of these apps that makes the ease of use when it comes to using bitcoin as convenient as ever which hopefully launches more and more and more legitimate big time companies to implement bitcoin as a way to pay for things um, without having to use like square and have bitcoin via square or some other third party just link your wallet to this app and buy your shit Um, so that's pretty cool Ooh, Jesus. Man, my voice is rough today. But uh, it's funny because at the beginning of this week, Bitcoin shot up again. And everyone's like, it's back. The McRib is back. And then at the end of this week, it shits the bed again. I think it's down to seven grand again. So I, I still think it's a good time to buy. I think in the fall it's going to ramp up. But we need a wave of real companies doing real things with it. I think the era of crypto being uh, having its value skyrocket based solely on hype and fucking corrupt white papers that are obviously fake and all these scammers trying to pretend they have real companies and work with PR agencies to hype up their fake products like I think that era might be done, but there will be an era of adaptation of cryptocurrency from real companies. And, I mean, things like this are starting to make that feel a little bit more real, even though this is a very early, early, early version of that. But good on Starbucks for uh, embracing the future, you know. There's a lot of people with Bitcoin that drink coffee, so... I think it's a smart move by them, but we want to see where it goes and whether or not they accept other cryptocurrencies down the road, like Ripple or something. Also, the other thing in tech news, I guess, that's like the big hot button news item is the is Apple being um, the first trillion dollar company to come to existence. Which is crazy for me because Apple's been nothing but a point of frustration for a while now. I mean, my girl, my girlfriend bought a, uh, an iPad and she's loving that because she can do her, her digital drawings and stuff. And I've played with it. And the latest generation of iPads are pretty damn cool, I gotta say. But shit, man. I can't even listen to music with my normal headphones because the stupid fucking dongle doesn't work right. Because what happens is when I listen to podcasts, it will autoplay the podcast app. I might be listening to something else, and I'll interfere that other app and launch the podcast app. Or I'll be listening to nothing, and I'll just launch the podcast app because the cord is hooked up to the dongle, and the dongle's hooked up to the phone, and when the cord bounces around, there's some glitch or bug where the phone just launches... Apple Podcasts, or Apple Music. Either one. It launches both of them. Um, I think actually Apple Music more so. And it is so goddamn annoying. It is the most annoying thing in the world. Because I'll just be like listening to something on SoundCloud. And then iTunes opens. And for a while, I have almost no songs. All I have are old beats that were like half done or three quarters done. Um, and I have th- those on my phone, and then for a while everything else was just this one U2 song that came free, this shitty ass U2 song called "Every Breaking Wave," and I was just lazy, and I, I just kept it for some reason. I finally deleted it like two weeks ago, and it's been great because I don't have to listen to that song. It is literally like torture. Apple auto launching iMusic and then defaulting to YouTube every breaking wave should be what governments use to torture terrorists cuz it is that fucking bad. Just put put some i iPhones. Just put some earphones on a terrorist's ears and play nothing. Just play nothing or play something soothing and relaxing like play some rainstorm sounds or whatever. And then randomly, every 18-20 minutes, half hour, hour, just quickly transition... Actually, no transition, just a quick switch to U2, every breaking fucking wave, the worst song of all time. I guarantee you, you'll get any information you want. I cannot imagine water torture, like waterboarding, or... Other forms of torture at that level being worse than having to have that fucking song play randomly when you have no desire to even launch that application, let alone hear that stupid fucking song. Sometimes I'll play my old beats, I'll listen to them for fun. But, uh, god damn, I do not ever want to hear that damn song again. And when I heard Apple was evaluated a trillion dollars... The only thing I can think of is that stupid fucking headphone dongle having a bug that launches you to every breaking wave. So, So that's my reaction to Apple being evaluated at a trillion dollars. Fix your fucking dongles, and then I might take them seriously as a company again. Because to me, look, I'm all for capitalism. Get your money. Do your thing. But when you mess with my day to day to the point where I can't even listen to music I cannot help but root for your failure. So look, I hope if Apple can fix this problem for me, I hope they become a ten trillion dollar company for all I fucking care. But the fact that they can't even produce dongles that work properly and don't auto launch other applications and they're valued at a trillion dollars makes my fucking head explode. Um Ugh, I have that stupid U two song in my head now. U uh, two and canker sores. That is where I'm at right now. Um anyway. Anyway. What else? What else is there to talk about? I might just call this thing to be honest. I'm a half hour in and I'm kinda like out of things to say. For real for real. So yeah anyway let's see what else is going on there's some sneaker drops this week that were pretty good um had yeah, nike zoom fly sp guava ice uh, it looks it looks more like a, a female shoe to be honest um it's nice i don't know it's like it's kind of this like off-white pink guava-y looking silhouette color with the with the zoom Thick heel going on. It looks nice as a running shoe, but I think I think it's more of like a particular model and color for for the for the females out there. I just have a hard time seeing dudes buy this. Um, what else? Ooh, Ultra Boost Breast Cancer Awareness 4.0 coming out. Honestly, this is kind of tight. It's a uh, kind of like a black and white all over colorway and the ultra boost logo is it looks almost like you'd think if it's breast cancer awareness it would be pink but it's like a metallic-y purple kind of like the joker color purple it actually is really dope it's saying it's a touch of pink but this clearly looks purple to me so i'm a little bit confused but all in all it's a pretty nice looking ultra boost and then Air Jordan came out with uh, golf shoes. It's like a three. So it's a three silhouette, black with the black and white elephant print. And then a, the bottom of is green and has golf spikes. It's pretty tight if you're playing golf, but I can't really imagine Ernie motherfucking L's wearing these. You know what I mean? Phil Mickelson. They just look weird. Tiger could maybe pull it off. I don't even know who the hot golfer... What's that guy? Liam whatever... McEnroy... Scotch dude... That guy can probably wear these... Uh... Travis Scott World merch... I'm just scrolling through Hype Beast right now... To be honest with you... Just in case I miss something... Before we wrap this thing up... And I throw more... Canker sore... Treatment... Gunk all over my lip... Because my shit is hurting right now... Um... Naja Huston Nike SB. So use a clean blue fury colorway. It's pretty clean. Almost too clean. It's just white on white with a blue Nike swoosh. And a typical kind of like SB silhouette. It's really nice. It's just kind of kind of generic to be honest. And then Nike reworks. Air Max Two Hundred and Seventy in an Ashton Slate color scheme. This thing looks very basic. Not impressed. Just kind of a gray and black cross trainery chunky looking shoe. Hmm. Wonder what these are priced at. Let's see. One Hundred and Fifty. That's a little steep for these. In my opinion, but I'm also the cheapest sneakerhead of all time. Like I understand most sneakers now are over a hundred dollars, but when I still see something a hundred and something dollars plus, I'm just like, ugh. But uh I get it these days. I get it. This is still like the nineties little kid me when I thought a hundred dollars was insane for sneakers. Oh yeah, off white, new low presto mixes green and animal print looks pretty lame to be honest not the best the green is like cartoon green like super saturated fake lawn green and then the rest of the silhouette I mean the animal print is kind of cool it's like this grey and black zebra print kind of in the mid so it looks just cool but, yeah, $670. Go fuck yourself. Um, Air Jordan Sports Illustrated edition recalls MJ's first Sports Illustrated cover. So they made, basically, a Sports Illustrated version of the Jordan 1. That actually looks pretty cool. It's black and white with a almost metallic-y green swoosh with a red border. Or, or no, it's a green swoosh but in different tints. So the swoosh has various different tints, um, almost like a, almost like a a a color swatch. So like the swoosh is a color, a color swatch of different greens, and there's a white in there, and then there's a red border around the whole thing. And then the actual Jordan itself is black and white. Um, it's pretty cool actually. That's the nicest thing I'm seeing here. How much are these going for? 160. Okay. I can see that. And then Tyler Creator wears never before seen. Golf the floor kicks and Wolfgang piece. Eh. Don't care. These look very basic to me. Some shit I can design myself. Order off Alibaba or something. That's about it, man. Slow week in sneakers. Slow week in general. Other than Travis Scott releasing Astro World, which I think is a solid eight right now, eight point two. I'm gonna finish it. Next episode, if I feel differently, I'll follow up. If not, then whatevs. Um, hopefully, some news drops this week. Something, something I can sink my teeth into. Speaking of teeth or mouths, hopefully, my lip and tongue heals, and I don't sound like I'm gargling marbles throughout this podcast. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. Take it easy, and I'll see you next week. Peace.